Guys, I'm bringing the party to you. Samsonite. I was way off. Hold on to your butts. I'm not even mad. That's amazing. Great to have you on the Stephen Corson Show, where we like to talk about money, life, and everything else. This show is all about revamping how you think about money and how to use it to live the life that you want. I'm excited you made this show part of your financial journey. So let's get to it. All right, everybody, I have some news. I hate to break it to you, but the cops are on the way. The party is over. That's right. Everybody's got to get out and go home. I am talking about how everything from Uber rides to Airbnb is going to get more expensive. Now, for some of you, you may be looking at it and going, well, Steven, it's just, you know, it's just COVID. Once more people get back to work, there's more demand. Like, you know, things are going to settle back down again. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That's not what's going to happen. Prices may drop a little bit in some areas and some things, but unfortunately, the price increases are going to be here to stay. And I'm going to tell you why. We have been living in a subsidized dream world, uh, thanks to venture capitalist firms and a bunch of other stuff. So what does this mean for you? This means that a lot of those services that you love, um, you're not going to be able to afford them anymore. You're not going to be able to afford all of them. You're going to be forced to choose between them. Uh, You are going to have to readjust your budget. And I want you to be able to get ahead of it now which is why I'm letting you know that, listen, this isn't a COVID impact. Yes, maybe for some of them to some degree, like the Ubers and Lyfts of the world, but for the majority of them, even Uber and Lyft, they're going to be more expensive. The fees are increasing. So if you've used any of the big tech apps over the past few years, it's been great because we've been getting all of these it's really awesome services, really cheap. So why is it all changing now? Like, why is it not just COVID? What else is is happening? That's what I want to get into. You know, and, you know, I, I still remember, you know, my first time taking an Uber. I was in Atlanta um, doing, you know, some some business stuff. And I was, you know, staying at this hotel, needed to get a taxi, couldn't find one and uh, had been hearing about Uber for a while. It had been out at that point, but I just had never had a need for it up until then. And I downloaded the app, put in my credit card and boom, had a car there within like five minutes. It was a nice car, smelled good. I knew what the price was going to be to get where I was going the second I booked it. I didn't have to like sit there in a taxi and watch the meter go up at every single red light. Um, I was hooked. I, I, I was like, I'm never going back. I'm going to use this for forever, right? The, the, the price was probably half of what it would have been if I took a taxi. I mean, it was awesome. Um, and then, I mean, the first time I rented an Airbnb, million dollar mansion in Breckenridge to go skiing. There were three stories to this thing, multiple hot tubs. It was close to the to the slopes. I split it with some friends, really cheap. Uh, no way that we would be able to stay in a house like this, you know, on a regular basis, something like that. Just an amazing, amazing value. I mean, and again, that was back in like 2014, something like that. And then if anybody is a fan of cinema, we all knew MoviePass. Deep down, we all knew MoviePass was way too good to be true. I mean, come on, $10 a month to see all the movies you wanted. We were fine with it. We were like, listen, take it up to 15 Take it up to 20 bucks a month. I mean, we, we would still 
probably consider it. I mean, especially in the summer months when they're sticking up blockbusters every other weekend. Um, if you like going to movies, I mean, 20 bucks even, that was a steal. We knew that was too good to be true. We just did just like a lot of these things, but we just, we didn't want to face the reality. And what ended up happening? They ended up going out of business. It's all over. So why? I mean, the reality is we were living a Gucci lifestyle at Nike prices. You just can't maintain that. These companies are subsidizing their services to get you hooked, but then they end up going public and they have to turn a profit. And the only way you can do that is to raise your fees and your prices. It's as simple as that. It's basic economics. Uh, there's just, when you sit here and you go, I mean, how many times did you use one of these apps to get your laundry done, do a spin cycle, have groceries delivered, you know, work out online? I mean, I mean, pick whatever it was. And you just say to go, man, how are they able to charge that? Like, how are they making money on this? Have you ever asked that question? Well, it's a great question because a lot of times you're, if you, if you had asked that question deep down in your gut, more than likely you probably were onto something, you know? Yeah. I mean, just think about food delivery services. Okay. There is a graveyard of food delivery services out in San Francisco alone, let alone any other place. I mean, they, I, I had to look some of these up. Maple, Sprig, Spoon Rocket, Munchery. These are just a few who started and died because they weren't able to sustain the growth by getting more funding from venture capitalists, excuse me, venture capitalist firms. Um, there was one that came across uh, in this article I was reading about called ClassPass. So if you like spin classes, it was $99 a month unlimited. Now, as I understand it, I'm not a spin guide. Last time I I did spin, I got a speeding ticket on the way to the spin class because it was, you know, one of the first times I was hanging out with um, this girl I was really interested in who is now my wife and uh, cop did not give me a break on the ticket, even though I was very honest about where I was speeding to uh, to get to. Made it to spin class, uh, just barely made it through, was happy I did not make a complete idiot of myself. But I know that it's, if I was big in a spin, it was going to be way more than $99 a month, right, uh, in order to do that. So I think that one class normally, uh, if you didn't have a membership at the gym, was like 40 45 something. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty damn good deal. So the reality is we went into subscription models and everything as a service hyperactive mode and it was all just so cheap so why bother asking questions if it'll last we just enjoyed it because maybe maybe you aren't aware of the economics maybe you aren't aware of the business models but deep down just like that Alenium song that i really that i really enjoy good things fall apart and unfortunately, that is the case. That is what's happening. The businesses that are not successfully raising their prices, um, they're falling apart. They're dying. And th this is pretty much what the business model is for a lot of these tech companies. I mean, I love this company Shipped. Uh, there's a lot of other ones like them. I primarily, I think they'll go sh shopping for other things like clothes and everything, but I really only use it for groceries, right? A lot of services out there like Shipped. And with Shipped, I get online, I see what is at the grocery store, I pick what I want. Some of the prices, um, you know, that like maybe it's a dollar more for milk than what milk would cost at the store. And that's kind of where the fees get built in and different things like that. But outside of that, I just pay $50 a year, not $50 a month, $50 a year for a membership. And then somebody goes, picks up all the stuff that I need shopping, 
brings it to my house, saves me more than an hour, and I'm not in the grocery store with all of their very intelligent design and marketing traps in order to get me to buy things that are BOGO that I wasn't budgeting for or planning for. I mean, it saves me money even with, <laughs> it saves me money because those people only buy what I ask them to buy, right? But me and human nature um, doesn't have the opportunity to take over and fall prey to all of their little schemes that they have in there to get me to buy additional stuff. So it's an amazing service. I still don't understand how they're making money. Even with me, even if they're taking all the profits and with me tipping the drivers, I'm still not sure how people are making money on that. The prices are going to have to go up as far as I can tell. But until then, hey, I'm riding it and I'm enjoying it. But this is in general how the business model tends to go. Some nerds get together and they build some code in an app. They make a service to your door or a monthly accessible at a ridiculously low price thing. They then go and they get a lot of users to use it because they are so ridiculously low priced and it is so ridiculously easy to use. They show that to venture capitalists who then give them tons of money and then they go back and they make their app and they make their code better. Then they use it on more marketing and they get more users. So all this time they're just burning through cash. Then they go and they get more money from the VCs because they said, look, we made the app better. We got more users. Give us more money. So then they give them more money. All the while, they're burning cash left and right, not making a profit. There have been a plethora of companies that have gone public that are now being traded on the stock exchange that you can buy stock in that have not yet turned a profit. Most notoriously is Uber. Uber is valued at at tens of billions of dollars. They have never turned a profit. Not even sure if they're going to. Right. I mean, they think they will this year, but a lot of that has to do with cost. In a normal year, they really don't even have a path to profitability. No, I did not buy Uber stock or their IPO. And I have no plans to because I don't know how they're going to make money. If they raise their prices too much, people aren't going to be as interested. So, I mean, there's just a lot of problems with this with this model. But what happens? What happens is that if the, the the venture capitalists know this, but they know if they can get them to the finish line, if they can get them to IPO onto the stock market exchange, then guess what? They'll make new millionaires and new billionaires all over. They can cash out and call it a day. Then at that point, they'll worry about trying to turn a profit, but who really cares at that point, right? So that's where most of any of the ones that have survived are now. The top members and early VCs that got in, beat out the competition, outlasted them, made their money, you know, now they have to make a profit. They're being traded on Wall Street. So the Ubers of the world, the Airbnbs of the world, any of these companies, Netflix is running into this, right? Turns out that raising prices is the only way to do it. And they are praying to the Wall Street gods that you are going to stick around for the service that you love so much. These streaming services, granted, they're not as subsidized as some of these other things, but guess what? They can only continue to grow so much. Netflix has hundreds of millions of users around the world. Well, guess what? There's only so many people who are going to be subscribing to Netflix. So what are they going to do eventually when they start slowing down on that growth model? Well, they're going to raise prices. That's the only way to do it. You're not going to be able to afford HBO Max and Disney Plus and Hulu and YouTube TV and your cable provider and Netflix and yada, yada, yada. It goes on and on and on. 
You're going to have to make choices with those apps if you haven't already. And you're going to have to do the same thing with your laundry app, with your, you know, hail writing apps. I mean, all these things, all the prices are going up. The time of subsidy on these cheap ass services is going away, if not already gone, depending on the industry that we're talking about. So I, I, you know, it's just getting harder to ignore at this point. COVID has caused some things to skyrocket. Me and, you know, my wife were looking at going on a vacation um, for a few days and we considered a couple different locations. We're looking at Airbnbs, trying to do it on the cheap. Guess what? Because I live in Florida, it's worse because we have been open longer than the majority of the other states. So everybody is coming to Florida. So therefore, the demand for rooms, they're booked weeks and months in advance and the prices are astronomical. Hotel prices have gone up for sure, but Airbnbs are like double the price of the already elevated hotel prices. And keep in mind, a lot of the hotels are having problems with staffing, so you can't even get the normal level of service that you would normally get at these. I mean, you look at the ratings and in the recent reviews, and everybody's saying the same thing. Trash cans are full. You know, we weren't able to get the room cleaned. You know, some of the days that we were there, yada, yada, yada. Like all the things that you're used to getting, people are still um, getting all that, you know, government COVID money. And it's better to be unemployed if you're making $48,000 or less uh, than it is to actually go out and get a job. So why would you work as long as you're getting those benefits from the government? So that's that's the thing. It, there is going to be a correction. I'm not saying that the, the crazy prices that we're experiencing right now with everything are here to stay on everything, but don't expect them to go back down to pre-COVID pricing. They're not going to. They're only going to drop it by so much because they're going to take this excuse of COVID to not have to go back. It'll still look like a price reduction, but when you go back and you really think it and go, man, I really haven't changed my lifestyle too much now that it's back to pre-COVID ways, but I'm losing a lot more money than I thought. Why is that? That's because everything's more expensive. Don't even get me started on inflation. The fact that we have printed more money in the past, I think, two years than we have in the past 30. I mean, inflation is going to hit us hard. Everything is already getting more expensive. You're seeing it as they continue to raise uh, wages and all these other things, whether or not you agree with it or not, it doesn't matter. You know, at the end of the day, prices are going up on everything. So you need to start budgeting for this. You need to pay attention to this because you're going to get a lot less for and it's going to cost you a lot more. Let me let me give you another example. Uh, this one extremely recent. Uh, I had a Grubhub gift card uh, for twenty five dollars given to me the other day for a lunch and learn, um, and uh, I appreciated it. I was like, "Cool, I've never used Grubhub before," mainly because I know they're expensive. I just didn't quite know how much. So I again twenty five dollars for lunch. I'm not trying to get anything too heavy. I was like, "Hey, maybe I can use you know half, maybe two thirds of this if it takes delivery and." you know, have a little leftover for something. So I ordered a sub, a drink and chips. I get this fairly often at Jersey Mike's huge fan. And it cost me about 1150 after tax. Uh, so in, in and out 1150, that's it. Well, after fees, after delivery fees, that's not the same thing. There's fees, then there's delivery fees, then there's a mandatory tip, which makes me go, well, what the heck was the delivery fee for? If not the driver, my total came out to be $22 double. Double the price for a sub. I mean, I mean that's that's crazy. Now, get I, I get it. If you order a little more, 
then obviously the price of that is not going to seem as extravagant but it doesn't matter I'm, i was just eating for one it ate up my entire gift card of 25 dollars. the average uber and lyft rides cost 40 percent more than it did a year ago pre-covid 40 percent more now again i did say that a lot of that has to do with the fact that there's not as many drivers as there was before but guess what there's not as many people looking for ubers and lyfts either so th this correction isn't going to be that bad uber and lyft they weren't profitable they still aren't profitable they have to raise their prices you're no longer going to be able to take that ride from your house to the airport for $16. That's ridiculous. The drivers weren't making any money. You know, well, the drivers were making money, but they were being paid by Uber. It was all being subsidized through that, right? Like rates are going to go up. It's as simple as this. Airbnb's fee structure continues to climb. I mean, like I said, when we were looking at fees, uh, or I mean, when we were looking at places to stay on Airbnb just a few weeks ago, I mean, I found a room for 300 bucks a night this uh you know close to this beach in florida really liked the room it was good location i said okay let's book it 300 a night three nights uh 900 bucks with fees and everything else you know they're gonna clean yada yada it'll probably be something like you know total of 1050 1100 dollars 1800 dollars was the total 1800 it doubled on me between fees and cleaning fees and all this other stuff like everything that they kept adding in there the tax came out to eighteen hundred dollars it's it's just getting ridiculous so we just ended up staying at a hotel for 3 30 a night and um it's a nice hotel i i have no complaints it's a little further away from the beach but again for 50 percent cheaper i really don't care i can take over priced ubers and still ha and have grubhub delivered to the beach every single day and i'll still have plenty of money left over so you know at the end of the day again when everything's back to whatever the new normal looks like and people are traveling regularly again who's going to want to stay in a person's home when a hotel has a pool and fresh towels and a continental breakfast every day and it's a third of the price or half the price they're not going to want to. So they these organizations have a really big problem on their hands that they're going to have to work out. And, you know, at the, like I said, this is the subsidized economy. That's what this is. For those of you that aren't as familiar with the term subsidized, subsidized means like, you know, there's it, it, the true costs aren't represented and the company is eating it. So like, um, uh, you know, this happens a lot with meat, for instance. You know, a lot of cattle farmers are able, if you're wondering like how can Wendy's sell a burger for, you know, uh, two bucks or something like that. Well, yes, that meat costs a lot more money than that, but because of government, um, you know, subsidies, what they're able to do with farmers, they're able to get that beef out cheaper, which then is able to go to you, the consumer cheaper. That's, that's kind of a, in a very short way, what a subsidy is, you know, these venture capitalist firms, uh, are paying these, giving these companies tons of cash and they are not giving you the actual price. They're not charging you, the consumer, the actual price of what it is to do business. An example, uh, you remember the scooter craze? You couldn't walk down the sidewalks of a big city without seeing like one of those stupid bird scooters or lime scooters or some knockoff of it. Um, 
hated those things made everything look trashy people driving them didn't know what they were doing had two had two or three different friends with some serious head issues you know hitting like a crack in a sidewalk or something i mean like you just don't mess with those things like but they're still they're still around unfortunately um this is what they were doing they were getting money from all these vc firms they were losing nine dollars and 66 cents for every ten dollars they made that's ridiculous 96 percent of all the money on a ten dollar ride was a complete loss they were burning through cash faster than a kid with a few tokens at a video game in the a video game arcade in the 80s i mean it was insane so what do they do they've since adjusted their prices permanently they've made more durable scooters to avoid maintenance because that was a huge issue they get treated really roughly and um they're hoping to turn a profit here pretty soon but you know we'll see i'm not gonna lie i'm rooting against every single one of those businesses i hate those things and i don't even live in a city that has them very much so i can only imagine what you would do if you live in a city that does um you know but i think my friends would also speak out against them and say it wasn't worth the hospital bills anyway all that being said that's an example of subsidy they if they charge you the true price of what it would take to make a profit then that ten dollar ride probably should have cost you about 25 bucks that's that's really what it should have cost you because they were going to need to make a profit on top of everything else on top of the maintenance and yada 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 so these prices have no nowhere to go but up they can't stay this cheap the reality is you can't get a nice car to pick you up and drive you across town you can't have somebody come over and do your laundry you can't you know get endless workout sessions per month and live this like i said this gucci lifestyle on a nike budget you just can't do it and not not for the average person so unfortunately what these companies are betting on is and, and again when i say these things are getting expensive really all that's happening is they're becoming fair prices we've been lied to about what these prices are because that's the strategy they were using to get you to adopt them that's what it took to get you in the door if uber would have come in and been showing the true price they wouldn't have had um uh i forget what the term is but they they call it like a it's like blitz something uh but but basically it's pretty much just a a blitz of trying to get as many users in there using it as possible they talk about this a lot in tech and basically what it is it's it's like it doesn't matter what the cost is just get users just get people using it and then keep them using it that's what this is about everything is about hooking you it's about making your life simple making it easy doing it at a price that you can't ignore you start using it it becomes part of your daily routine your natural routine and then boom they raise the price on you and you're stuck because then you're forced with an uncomfortable decision and that uncomfortable decision is to do what a lot of us do which is ignore it and continue to pay the price and pretend like it's not having that big of an impact on our wallet when deep deep down we know that it is or we have to do the other thing which is also very difficult though much more beneficial and that's change our behaviors we we as humans uh many of us are conditioned not to do that we would prefer the world change uh to conform to our liking versus us having to adjust to the world and the way that it is in reality and unfortunately like i said as these prices 
are raised and become fair prices. And when I say fair prices, what I'm saying is it's a true representation of what it costs to do business. It's getting the <clears throat> the drivers or the people doing the service or whatever it is, you know, it's getting them paid a fair wage. Um, you know, one thing that I really hate, I hate the tip economy. The tip economy is has gotten so out of hand. I shouldn't have to tip my Uber driver. I shouldn't have to tip my shipped driver. I want them to get paid fairly. And I would rather it be included in the price of the business. Instead of my Uber ride costing me $20, if, uh, you know, being subsidized, and then, you know, there's all the pressure to tip them and different things like that, because I know they're not making that much off of it. Just charge me $30, just charge me $35, whatever the actual cost is. I would rather know that upfront. Don't hide the fees and then potentially screw over the little guy, the people that are actually doing the work. Um, th that's just not fair. So as these prices get more fair, you are going to have to make that uncomfortable choice. Do you change or do you just ignore it and let it continue to drive you into a hole? Okay. The reality is you need to adjust. You need to learn to give up some of these luxuries or they're going to dig a hole into your bank account and they're going to sink it. You may be able to keep one or two. I'm not saying you have to get rid of every one of your luxuries, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to go and turn on your Disney Plus subscription, click on Frozen, and you're going to have to learn to let it go. Because if you don't, it's going to severely impact your capabilities in order to build around all four types of wealth. I hope you enjoyed this episode and had a good time. If you'd like to support this podcast and our broader efforts with everything money to bring quality financial entertainment and education to the masses, then please just take five seconds to go give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or vote for us on Spotify. You can also check out our Patreon page for more behind the scenes and go to www.everything.money for more problem-solving and life-changing information. And most of all, thanks for listening. <laughs>